earliest memory is, is one I'm not proud of. I was four years old, playing outside with my little brother, Ben. We were running around playing with our bright yellow taco trucks when I saw it. A black and white animal that I knew was called a skunk. Ben, who was three at the time, had missed the lesson from our dad to never go near one. So, being a good older brother, I told him he was a kid and that he should go out. I'll never forget him walking across the lawn saying, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And now, five seconds later, that kitty sprayed him right in the face. The poor kid had no idea what was coming, including the subsequent tomato baths and multiple days of isolation. <laughs> now, before you characterize me as the villain of the story, I think it's important to note that I was a country boy. And these things just happen on the farm. I'm the firstborn of fifth, uh, the fifth generation of McDonald pig farmers in, who settled in northeast Iowa near a small town called Bryan. But technically, the closest township was called Buck Creek, which was comprised of about 10 houses, an abandoned school, and literally no stop signs. In fact, the only way you would know that this compilation of houses was a town was a large plywood sign that said, Buck Creek, population 30. The sign used to read population 32, but two of the kids went off to college and never came back. The farmstead that I grew up on was comprised of about eight acres and was founded in 1920 by my great-grandpa, Frank. At that time, he raised about 200 pigs. Now, my dad raises about 2,000 pigs at one time. Changes on the farm include a new feed shed, five new grain bins, six new hog houses, and a brand new machine shop, complete with a full service bar that was conveniently added after I had left for college. <laughs> Growing up on the farm introduced me to many different experiences that I'm sure most city kids never got to experience. Point being, my nearest school was 20 miles away. So I quickly learned that I could gain an extra hour of sleep if I learned how to sleep on the bus, even on those old rickety country roads. To this day, I can take a nap anywhere on demand. And in fact, I think it's one of the most valuable skills I learned in my entire grade school education. <laughs> Growing up on the farm also introduced me to many different activities compared to most city kids. The nearest neighbor I had was a quarter mile away, so most of my family just spent time together. Certainly, we worked hard, but we also played hard, too. And sometimes, we combined them. Enter the McDonald Piggy Draft. Now, I'm sure all of you are wondering, what the heck is this all about? Let me explain. Not only did we raise pigs on the farm, but we also showed them at the Delaware County Fair. For those of you not familiar, a pig show is essentially a beauty contest where you have a judge standing in the middle of the ring and exhibitors like myself walking their pigs around the judge throughout the day in multiple classes. He chooses his favorite ones, and at the end of the day, in the championship round, he crowns one of them grand champion. Now I know what you must all be thinking. Brad, all pigs are beautiful. <laughs> How are you ever supposed to decide?
side, which is the most beautiful. While I technically, while I agree, technically speaking, the best thing in the world would have the muscle tone of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the graceful walk of a cat. <laughs> the Delaware County Fair also judged how fast these pigs grew. And in order to do that, there were two ways. The first was in March, when the pigs would weigh about 25 pounds. And the second was in July, at the fair, when the pigs would weigh over 250 pounds. For those of you trying to do the math in your head, that means a good rate of gain is over two pounds per day. If a pig didn't gain two pounds per day, they likely would never win grand champion at the Delaware County Fair. Now this early March weighing created a problem for us McDonald kids. Because once we selected a pig in March, we were stuck with the same pigs to show in July. And just like humans, some pigs look really great when they're younger, but turn out to be pretty ugly when they're older. So we thought the fair solution was to have a draft, which is exactly what we did. The draft mimicked the NFL with 10 rounds of selection, where there was actually, the, the order was determined by how well we did the year before. And just like the Bible, the first would go last. Now I know this may seem very silly to most of you, but understand, this was a very serious event for the McDonald family, especially for me. Like any other professional draft, wheeling and dealing was allowed. My strategy? Reverse psychology. <laughs> that pig isn't very good, I would tell my little sister, even though I knew it was. Dad, our commissioner, oftentimes picked up on my antics and would demote my picking order because of it. Obviously, I didn't take kindly to the commissioner's decisions and would oftentimes create a huge argument. I'm sure most people have arguments regarding not sharing with their siblings or not making curfew, but not us. Biggest arguments we had as a family revolved around fair pigs and traffic. <laughs> During the five months in between the March weigh-in and the July fair, I diligently looked after my hogs, going over to their pen, yelling my pig call. Hug, hug, hug with their five-gallon buckets of feed. While I was nicer to my fair pigs than anyone else, any other pig on the farm, they were not always nice to me. One example, I was 13 years old and it was raining outside. I go over to their pen, do my pig call to let them know I'm there. The pigs weighed about 200 pounds at the time. So here they come trucking out of the barn, but they were slipping in the mud just as I was jumping over the fence with my five-gallon bucket of feed. Needless to say, some of them took me out right at the knees. I fell over top of them, the bucket of feed fell on top of me, and the pigs didn't even bother to wait for me to get up. They just started chomping away. <laughs> Eventually, I was able to escape unharmed, thankfully, but I was covered head to toe in a combination of rain, mud, pig feed, and of course, pig crap. <laughs> Flash forward to my senior year. It was the last chance I got to show at the Delaware County Fair. But I was fortunate because I had the first overall pick. There was never any doubt in my mind which pig I was going to take, as he was the most muscular pig that I had ever seen on the McDonald farm. 
With the first selection of the 2007 McDonald Pig Draft, I, Brad McDonald, select Sparky. <laughs> Finally, my last judgment day at the fair arrived, and Sparky breezed through the plenary rounds as if they were child's play. He would circle that ring as if he knew he was the best. And in the championship round, the judge agreed as he pointed to Sparky and said, Grand Champion. It was magical, almost as if riding off into the sunset after a long, hard-fought show big career. <laughs> now, before anyone gets too emotional over this story, I think there's one other thing I need to explain. The Delaware County Fair was what you call a terminal show, which meant every single pig that was showed that day was immediately loaded onto a truck and sent to slaughter. That's right, my most favorite prize-winning pig immediately became someone's dinner. Now, most people are appalled to hear this part of the story, but to me, this is just another example of life being different on the farm. Essentially, I knew that I needed to load Sparky on the truck because he was introduced to hundreds of different pigs, and if I brought him back to the farm, he could have introduced unfamiliar diseases to all the other pigs and wiped out our entire herd. Even though it was one of the most difficult things I have ever done, I knew I had to do it, otherwise I could risk ruining our livelihood. I recently heard a statistic that only 2% of Americans live on an active farm today. And to me, this has led to a huge disconnect between what people think happens on the farm and what actually happens on the farm. I know for me and my personal life experiences, like showing pigs, I developed a sense of hard work and competitiveness and entrepreneurial spirit that is naturally instilled when you grow in the country. All of these things have contributed to my professional life today. Sure, growing up on the farm might include the occasional skunk incident, or having to sell your favorite pet to slaughter. But despite it all, I still can't help but thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs>